Cause I'm an island princess, I'm just trying to make it. Cause I'm an island princess, God, the years are wasted. Cause we're talking about fucking Barbie movies here. Guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, the show that'll make you a hot bowl of soup and then spill it on your carpet. I'm your host, Max Steele, and as always, I'm joined by the Tika the Elephant of this podcast. It's Michael Flaherty, everybody. Fuck you, eat shit. I am not Tika. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Neither of us are Tika. I'm the freaking, uh, I was at, I'm the red panda. I'm the voice don't, of reason. I'm the stable oh, dude, one. I, dude, I wanted to be the red panda, just unproblematic <laughs> as shit, just existing. You could be the peacock. <laughs> Why? Because I'm fabulous. <laughs> absolutely absolutely you you always you you always take center stage you always are walking around like you own the fucking place (laughs) and claim that i'm royalty when actually when in actuality i'm just royalty from i don't know fucking the county that dollywood's in in tennessee absolutely absolutely it's your royalty when in reality you're just you're just a technicolor pigeon So, uh, segueing away from that, if you could tell by my intro, guys, we're getting a little bit tropical up in here, and today we're talking about the 2007 computer animated musical thing, Barbie as the Island Princess. Yes, Barbie Month rolls on, and this particular movie, it's about this girl, Ro, living on an island when Prince Antonio visits said island, and then adventures, love, and deception ensue. Mike, I have one question for you. How mid was this movie? It was it was so mid. It was so mid. It was of the Barbie movies I have seen and we have covered, this one was the most average one out of mm-hmm. by a by a mile. I definitely sat down, watched this movie and went, "Hmm. Things occurred. Mm-hmm. Things happened." Um she wore a dress that looked hideous, by the way. And yep. there was a and there was a villain who indeed was not good. Uh, that it's so by the numbers, but yeah, it's why don't you break it down? Yeah, I I agree because because when I first, when I got done watching this, I was like, okay, I, I kind of ranked it. I ranked it above Barbie and the Nutcracker, but then after thinking about it, I'm like, well, at least Barbie and the Nutcracker had Tim Curry that made me kind of enjoy it there was nothing really here that that i was like hey i enjoyed that it was just kind of so mid and just kind of there that yeah i would i would agree with you that it's kind of it's like you know the the most mid of the barbie movies that we've covered but but mike this is a musical we're talking about here and you're, you're the resident music music expert here at the podcast what did you think of the music it certainly was music. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this was more, I am, I, I will be, I will self-admit this. I am not a fan of musicals. Musicals are not my ish. I am very much, when it comes to stage plays, I am very much an all or nothing sort of guy. Like, if we're going to do the songs, it's going to be freaking opera. Or if it's mm-hmm. going to be like, no, or it's going to be no singing and it's just going to be a freaking play, like Shakespeare or some crap like that. Mm-hmm. That being said, I can appreciate a good musical. Like I watched Hamilton, that was good. I watch I've seen Spring Awakening, also good. Wicked, great. Like I'm not mm-hmm. dense. Yeah. That being said, one thing that I feel like 
the Barbie movie lacked when it came to a musical perspective. It's pacing for the music itself because it felt like what would happen with the musical numbers. They would either be smushed together in quick succession or they would be weirdly sparse and you'd forget that they actually sing and then they would start singing and it would catch you off guard. Because the first half of this movie, there are back to back like musical numbers. There are quite literally like three back to back to back music numbers. And towards the end, they have two music numbers that are spread out by like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's so choppy and it kind of messes with me. Yeah, the first literally like again, like the first 15 minutes of this movie, it's like three to four songs just mushed together. But for me, the music was so kind of like it all sounded the same except for maybe like two songs. But it really felt like they were trying to like, you know, all of the songs were trying to sound like number one Disney hits. And Mm. then just then because of that, none of them ended up sounding any good. I absolutely forgot to answer. I absolutely forgot to answer your question. Yeah, (laughs) no, it is quite literally just, it is, it definitely felt like they were trying to, do the musical equivalent of search engine optimization with their with the way they set up the music because it felt like just by the numbers uh like the like Barbie would start off singing quiet and then bring in characters and then it would occasionally it would sort of build up into this big crescendo and as it and it is it, that, that was kind of every song it was the only songs that were different were literally the ones that weren't sung by Barbie. Mm-hmm. Like the one, like there was one song sung by this, by the, by the villain. Her and her, and her she did two. One of them was, eh. the other one I was like, okay, that semi stood out. And the other one was between a red panda and a monkey. And like that one was sonically different. I don't think it was good, but it was sonically mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, the mu- I'm sure this music is nostalgic for like a certain subset of people out there, but I mean, just hearing it today, it just kind of like goes it goes in one ear and goes out the other. I mean, what else can we say? But but let's move on from the music and let's talk about the animation. It's Barbie month, and you know we got to talk about how poorly the animation is done. Kelly Sheridan she returns back in this poorly animated movie. So some highlights or some lowlights of this animation. We have weird long necks. Just all, all of like the print, like all the, like, especially I noticed it on Row, our Barbie character of this movie, is like in some shots I would be looking at it and I'm like, girl, what the fuck is your neck, dude? It's you look like a fucking giraffe. <laughs> she, we got, we have the human characters in this movie, they, they, some of them do be having giraffe necks. Like, it's so strange because it's because it's inconsistent too. Like if it was consistent, I feel like it would be much harder for us to pick it out. But you have like like the prince and the king, normal necks did not sit there look at their necks and go, hmm, that's kind of weird. Then you got the the villain. You have Row or Barbie. I'm just gonna call her Barbie because why would I bother? And as well as a couple of the other like like side characters, like just. Characters that show up on our one-offs. 
They just have these stretched necks, which is so off-putting. I totally, totally am glad and agree with where you're coming from with that. (laughs) And some other highlights. We have a gaggle of rats that look like they've seen war and sing. (laughs) They came back from the Hundred Years War and you just see them. Their eyes are their eyes are sunk. And the mime one looks like he just got off of like Omaha Beach. (laughs) Like he's just just horror. Listen, Ratatouille, these rats are not. This is more like, I don't know, his cousin that went into the the army national the national guard and just fucking fucked off and smoked cigarettes and lived like 50 years in the span of like 7 and he's I back just, now i just like the idea that it's remy and he's preparing this beautiful like steak au poivre and like some ratatouille and it's just like really nice and then he's like i wonder where my brother not not the fat one the other one and it's just hard cuts and it's a rat in the trenches in the psalm and he's just like running as like people are getting like gutted and killed (laughs) and some other and some other highlights of this animation are the beard on the king that looks like it's about to gain sentience and kill the water, which, you know, we've talked about water in all of these movies, but it especially looks bad here because, I mean, it's on an island. There's a lot of water. And the overall early 2000s PC video game feel that this movie gives us. This of the Barbie movies we've seen so far, this one is the most video game looking like mm-hmm. I, I quite literally saw the intro of the beach and the trees and the water. And I was like, damn. 2004 all over again and i'm like playing like a point and click adventure or some crap like that it it really really just pulled me back for a second and this is the first barbie movie we're covering that actually turns into a video game that's released on let me see if i can get this right the ps2 wii game boy and ds damn damn what you do in that game i I have no idea. I'm just assuming it's a mini game collection. Stay tuned for the Barbie month bonus episode where we both buy a PS2 and the Barbie Island princess game and we play it to completion. No, we don't have, we don't, we need to get a larger following before we start a gaming channel. Absolutely. We can't, we, we can't be the next PewDiePie or whatever, or Mr. Beast. And lastly, before we go on to our drinks, this movie is the first one that we're covering that actually has lore because there are (sighs) characters and Easter eggs from some of the other Barbie movies throughout this one. Specifically, the movies are The Twelve Dancing Princesses and The Princess and the Pauper. And I think some of them are like in the ballroom scenes or maybe at the wedding as well. So we have lore in the Barbie movies. And we're going to cover that lore because I know Barbie Princess and Popper is on our list. We're doing Mm -hmm. it. So it's, you know what? What I'm hearing is we got to go back and watch again. We got to just pull back and uh, redo Barbie month. I'm not doing that, Mike. You cannot make me. Come on, bud. Come you, on. Or, no, I, I agreed to. Are you, you know, are you I, didn't not even agree, I didn't even agree to one month. You told me, hey, we're doing this. And I'm like, is this because I made you watch five after movies? And you said, yes. And here we are. Please help Absolutely. me. I'm in danger. It's, 
Look, you know what? At least at least you don't see Ken's naked ass in the shower. All right. Well, if it was Ryan Gosling's naked ass in the shower, I mean, well, I don't, okay, well, I don't we both can agree. picture. I don't need another one for my collection. We, we we both we both can agree that that'd be a net benefit, but we're not talking about the Ryan Gosling, Ken. <laughs> so, Mike, let's get to the ever most important question we have here on this podcast: If Barbie as the island princess was a drink, what would it be, and why? All right, everybody, get ready for rum cocktails featuring Pink Whitney. Okay. So, all right, let's cut to the chase. Uh, it's called Barbie and the Island Princess. I mean, you, you level with this here. You do really think that we we're going to pick something other than rum? Okay, cool. Glad we got that out of the way. All right, moving forward. Pink Whitney. Barbie is Pink Whitney. Yeah, two ounces. There you go. Moving forward. <sighs> She's on an island, and there's fun stuff like, like an elephant. Don't know how it got to the island. Or a and a peacock. Don't know how it got to the island. And a red panda. Those are native to the Himalayas. Also don't know how it got to the island. <laughs> All three of these animals should not logically be here. Hey, you could make an argument for the peacock. Realistically, you could make an argument for the peacock. The rest of them, fuck you. No, absolutely not. But nonetheless, they're here. So for all these animals and their tropical island paradise, let's throw in an ounce of rum. You can make it Malibu if you want. If you just got Bacardi, that's okay too. We don't judge. Okay. We have, we got tropical paradises, scenic views through the lens of a, of a PlayStation one. So why don't you grab some pineapple juice, Make sure it's the cheap stuff. Let's not get organic raw pineapple juice. Make sure it's in a plastic jug and you found it at Walmart and the ingredients say 100% pineapple juice, but you're hesitant. You're hesitant. Okay, cool. Next, we have this syrupy sweet by the numbers princess plot featuring like, you know, the classic stepmom who wants to rule the world, but instead of a stepmom, it's just a mom. Uh... And instead of being related to Barbie in any capacity, she's just trying to marry her daughter off. So mom of the year. But you know what? It's a classic, you know, everything works out. They all hug hands. They all hug, hold hands happily ever after. Get yourself some sugary orange juice. Got to be the stuff that they were advertising. Like not Sunny D, but, you know, that same energy. Sa- sa- the same energy. So Capri, Capri, orange Capri Sun. Yeah, Orange Capri that, Sun. I don't, know, I don't even know if that exists, but I don't know if Orange Capri Sun is a thing. But you know what? That feels like a thing. So an ounce and a half each of pineapple juice and orange juice. So finally, we have a Barbie gets transported. Spoiler alert! To um, essentially Italy, essentially Italy to like an Italian kingdom. Mm-hmm. So let's just. <laughs> You know what? Let's go into the resident liquor of uh, Italy. Get some Aperol in your life, baby. Toss in a little bit of that. It's going to be a lot of decent amount of alcohol that conflicts kind of. And finally, Barbie claims to every human that she's around that she can speak to animals. Barbie is like, I'm in touch with animals and will listen to a bird squawk at her and reply with full sentences at it. And it will understand her. So for that, 
let's just really tie off our whole drink with one dose of Abilify. And to those of you who don't know what that is, that's an antipsychotic to treat schizophrenia. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this right now. Um, we are not a medical podcast, so it, it's often advised you do not mix medication with alcohol. So this pot, this is a joke podcast. Do, Absolutely, do, do that. Don't actually, actually, okay, actually, don't mix fucking Abilify with your cocktail, but. <laughs> But for the meme. for this cocktail, for the for the meme, put yeah, for the meme, put a billify in your cocktail and drink it. <laughs> yeah, dude. So th- this this is an interesting one because the the route you went down is very like tropical and stuff. Again, it's the island princess. But if you watch the movie, we're only on the island for like 15, 15 minutes. That is true, but mode. it's the selling yeah. point. But again, but again, it is the selling point. I really feel like your your drink is like the your your drink might be like the one that that like you market to the audience, and then they just get my drink, and they're like, "Wait, absolutely, I, 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 I didn't. I, what, what what do you mean? Because I went down the route of because you'll see, Mike. I love it. Very fruity, very very tropical. It if you take away the Aperol, I mean, it might sound fine. The Pink Whitney might throw some flavors off, but. Eh. I can give it a shot, I guess. I don't know, but I feel like yeah. it'd just be one of those mid cocktails. So it, it it does fit, I think. Yeah. So for me, okay, go out again. You know what? I'm Mike. Mike is going Pink Whitney. I'm going Pink Whitney and edible glitter. Y'all already know. For me, it's a Barbie movie. Three ounces of that. Just put it in a regular glass this time. Whatever you got lying around. Actually, before you add your sparkling, your three ounces of glittery Pink Whitney. We have like the cutesy animal thing going on. It's a kid's movie. Again, the animals in my mind are just trying to be like, oh, sugary, sweet, cute. So for me, I'm going to say rim your glass in sugar. Then add your sparkling pink Whitney. Okay. We have an island thing going on again. It's in the title. But we're only on the island for like, like I said, like only 15 minutes. So for that, don't use a whole lot of rum. Use like, again, like one ounce of rum. But we also have like this royalty, the pageantry. It's trying to give you off that, you know, fairy tale vibes. So for that, I'm going to say toss in five ounces of some cheap champagne. And if you haven't guessed, we think this movie is very mid. Nothing really of note with it. So what I'm going to say is top it off with some flat LaCroix water. Let's say beach plum. You know, it's an island thing, right? Just top your drink off with it or stop whenever your heart feels like it. You're an adult. You can, you, you can figure out your own dosage, your own uh, mixes. And uh, yeah, that's uh that's my drink, man. You got, you got bubbly without the bubbly. Oh, you yeah. have just bubbly. You got rum and you got pink Whitney. You are, you're ready to go. That's that's, I mean, that's a set short and sweet and to the point. There's not a whole lot to it, huh? It's, I mean, again, I feel like it's it's like a bait and switch. Like your drink is the one like they say, hey, it's the island princess. And then they get mine. They're like, I'm, I wanted fruit, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> You're I, like, all like, I'm getting is water and f- just the vague taste of lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's it. I, so, it, yeah. Anyways, I, guys, I go, go, go drink some Pink Whitney. And let's talk about Barbie as the Island Princess.
Again, we start off with another universal logo. Is this? I'm wondering if this is going to be a theme for this month. Then we go to a shittily rendered island, and we get shots of, again, what's supposed to feel all magical and whimsical, but it just feels like an early 2000s computer animated game. Like, we see dolphins jumping at the surface, and my god, those dolphins look like they want to murder you. <laughs> <laughs> they have the eyes they have the eyes of the dolphins that the nature documentary warns you about <laughs> these dolphins have like the fucking thousand yard stare as it just like i don't know what what do, what do dolphins do chirp they make what's what sound it's, i mean it, it sounds vaguely squawking like <laughs> so anyways after the title sequence you know we see the island it's looking all nice and magical and whimsical and tropical we fade to we fade out we fade back into that same damn island we just saw. Okay. On the beach, we see a peacock named Azul, the Prince of Peacocks, and a red panda named Sagi talking. They find things washed up on the beach, like a golden mirror. They find a treasure chest a few feet away, and inside there's like gold, there's like gold, clothes and shit. And even further up the beach, Sagi spots a girl who's washed ashore. And Sagi is concerned, but Azul is just like, go back where you come from. We're going to regret bringing her he- her on this <laughs> island. I have strong opinions about immigration. It's, he, he said, he's, he's definitely camping outside of Forsyth County Jail going like, hey, this is, this is an outrage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 10 years later, yeah, we've, we flash forward about like, you know, seven fucking after franchises. We see the girl has grown up. And she talks to an elephant that wasn't there before because, of course, Mike, you brought up a good point. What fucking island are they on? I, t- I don't know. It's it's shocking. They just picked three animals out of their ass. And then they just were like, hey, hey look it. Yeah, it's, it's a small island. And, you know, this island, this small island, it's got elephants, naturally. And a peacock. And... An animal that's native to the cold, frigid mountain range of northern India. <laughs> just easy. I just had a thought. Okay. So you remember in Barbie Thumbelina when mm, uh, yes. Violet was talking about her dad buying an island? What if this is that island? It's damn. They're really doing call outs. They're doing callbacks to Barbie Thumbelina, to the popper one. It's. it's 12 dancing impressive to, there's 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 levels to the barbie movies guys this Aren't is the things you don't think about we're gonna be we're gonna be so well versed in the barbie lore by the end of this we're gonna be so acutely aware of barbie lore so this girl we see ro she's just off living her best life you know eating dancing swinging on vines exploring the island how does she have clothes don't ask questions this is a barbie movie fuck you <laughs> That's what I was asking, dog. I was like, I was like, she was marooned here as an eight-year-old. How does she have clothes on? Then I was like, oh, exactly, exactly. It's that being said, if this was a movie targeted towards children, you just see like just just a naked Barbie doll swing out, you would be pretty shocked. So I mean, it's I understand both sides. So now we go to this waterfall where Roe goes cliff diving. 
And this elephant jumps on her and everyone dies. No, that doesn't. I need to stop with that joke, guys. <laughs> things haven't things haven't been getting better. Yeah, exactly. It's, I also it doesn't help that this that this elephant, I'm going to take a stand here. This elephant is the worst character in the franchise so far. Yeah, it's we'll, we'll get into a little <laughs> bit later, but like she kind of starts off she's kind of she starts off kind of annoying. But then, well, you'll, you'll see what I mean later in the podcast. I'm, I'm going to hold off on any comments until then, just so you guys can get a full picture of it. Mm-hmm. So after we get the song, we transition to night. At her treehouse, Ro and her animal friends sleep. The elephant has a bad dream and kicks the tree everyone else is sleeping in. So yeah, she kind of sucks. And Ro wakes up Tika, the elephant, and Azul is just being a diva. Tika and Ro decide to stay up all night. And later, Ro and Tika look up at the stars and point out which ones they are. Even on a fucking island, white girls are going to find a way to bring Zodiac shit into things. Right. She's like, she's like, well, Tika, you're a Pisces and that's a water sign. I am a Sagittarius rising. And that means and you're like, and then you just see Azul just be like, shut up, please. I'm begging you. No, Azul would probably be into that shit. It would be Sagi that would just be sitting over there with a cigarette, just like rubbing his forehead, just like, guys, can we please talk about Anything other than than uh, the Zodiac signs. I get, can we talk about the Zodiac <laughs> killer? Maybe exactly. makes someone put a fucking <laughs> bullet in my head. I, I love the idea that a message in a bottle rolls up on the shore and they're like, oh, what's that? And it's just the Zodiac killer being like, I'm going to slaughter the elephant in cold blood if oh you God. don't do X, Y, and Z. <laughs> oh, no, this movie features Ted Cruz. <laughs> you just, oh, my God. You just say that he's going to... Just start complaining at just being a general irritating person to everyone. So again, Ro breaks out into another song, singing the goodnight song to Tika. And Tika asks where she learned that song, but it's been something that Ro has just always known. After singing, Tika eventually falls asleep. And the next day, in the ocean, we see a boat sailing towards the island. Ro sees it. Back on the boat, we see the captain of the boat, a prince, actually, breaking out into song and dance. Oh no, they're colonists. Oh, <laughs> Pocahontas. Oh no, it's, dog. It's just Pocahontas. It's just Pocahontas, but with fewer characters. Dude, there are so little. There are like so few characters in this movie. Like it doesn't really even feel like there are a lot of like background characters. Did you no, it's, that? yeah, I did. I did. I was like, damn, we're really focusing on the animals, Barbie, the prince, the king, the queen, and then the the bad the bad lady. And that's it. Yeah, because I don't know this world. This the world that they end up going to just doesn't feel like lived in. If you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So on the island, the ca- the prince lands lands his boat, and Roe watches from the bushes. And the the prince is all just like, "Isn't this all so amazing?" And Roe and the others they break out into another song and sing about how the guy looks like Roe. You know, he's it's one of her, a human, and the prince and his. Amish Ben Franklin impersonator explore the island. <laughs> He's like if 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 Mr. Smee from uh, Peter Pan and Ben Franklin had had just a really fucking dorky ass son who just decided that his calling was to be a bookkeeper in the Navy. That's what this guy exudes. <laughs> 
he breaks out in the navy. In the navy. <laughs> you can. I just exactly. He just breaks out and do it to to a like a like a nineteen hundreds naval officer uniform, but it's a crop top. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to say that. Uh, so, th- so, uh, anyways, these two they fall down a cliff and land in some swamp area where they encounter gators in the water. So they attack, but the prince uses a stick to prevent one of the gators from biting him. That's not really how it works. Then Rose swings in and saves the day by telling the gators, "That's enough now." Like, like she's talking to her dogs, like, "Hey, stop it! Stop it! Stop it, Fang! Stop it right now!" drop it <laughs> she's like she's like scolding a dog she's like she's like no no <laughs> what do it in the, in the crocodile my favorite thing is that i'm sure the animators intended on having the crocodile go like oh and like just sit there and just make emotions but due to the fact that it's a fucking crocodile it's it kind of just blankly stares at her and then leaves and she's like no thing no you neither and then, like all the crocodiles are just just deadpan blankly staring at her it's like they're not even moving it's just like the model is just standing still and it turns around and just doesn't even like move its feet just floats off into the distance like, it oh, does no, creepy it does it just sits there and just blankly stares at her and then just literally crawls into the water and then just floats away <laughs> So anyway, Ro asks who these people are. They go to the treehouse. Ro shows the prince this trunk from the beginning of the movie. She drops exposition that she came from the sea. And Ro also introduces her animal friends to the prince and Amish Ben Franklin. The prince, whose name is Antonio, says, hey, come back to my kingdom. Let me save you. Starting of some toxic shit. And Azul is like, oh, I am a prince too. But the prince doesn't understand animals. Only Ro can talk to the animals. And the prince is like, bro, come with us to civilization. What lies beyond the horizon of world of people like you and me? Go tonight. Ro looks over the island. She's thinking about leaving. The animal friends have mixed opinions. And, you know, what do you do when you're, you know, trying to make a tough decision? You break out into song, of course. Song about (laughs) conflicting emotions. I always remember doing that on the SAT. And I got, and the the proctor was like, you know what? That's a real go-getter right there. That person has guts. We need we, guts. We need guts. Exactly. All the kids in high school musical, man. You imagined like taking like the SAT or the ACT next to them. God, you just want to punch them. Dude, I love those videos where it's like high school musical. If like there was just no music playing and it's just like, oh, yes, like sneakers squeaking on a basketball court, and like one guy singing and just some dancing. And we're all just like, dude, it's- if you saw it in the wild, you'd be like, you good man like you just go hey man i got a cocktail with your name on it it's got a billify in it oh my god <laughs> bring it around mike i love to see it that's, that's what that's what i'm here for call outs so the next day ro decides to leave the island to join the prince on his boat and her friends join her too because you know that's the logical decision. Let's take these wild animals and take them to a place they've never been. There's never been any bad consequences of that. What are you talking about? It's, it's notorious for, for from a medical perspective, from, a, from an overpopulation perspective. Oh, it always goes over so well. So 
even more singing. Ro continues to sing about her confusion as to why the prince wears shoes. It's because he doesn't want his feet pics to be on the internet. And yeah, this song is basically a whole new world. Also, the prince is dark and mysterious. Because <laughs> yeah, he, he exudes mystery and darkness. He he really, he's like, he's as, he's as mysterious as Christian Bale's Batman and as dark as... Sasuke from Naruto. Dude, the prince, just so edgy. <laughs> Dude, what if the prince, instead of just being like, you know, just like just like a husk of a man who just like who just is a does yes hands, is actually just Sasuke? What if all of the Kens were just Sasuke? <laughs> this Ken knows shadow clone jutsu. <laughs> this Ken killed his own parents. <laughs> Okay, that night on the boat, we get more singing. The prince now sings about how Ro isn't like other girls. Maybe this movie was the genesis of the pick me girl. (laughs) Ro's a pick me girl. I mean, the prince literally says she's not like other girls. And, you know, pick me girl became a thing. What, like 12 years later? I'm not saying this movie caused it. I'm just saying it's something to think about. It's just, I don't have all the answers. I'm just laying the laying the facts out on the table. Listen, facts don't care about your feelings. So also, oh, ran- thank, <laughs> thank you, Ben. Ro and the prince like also randomly like climb on the ropes of the boat and just stand there and look out at the sea <laughs> and sing. I I love this. I love this. So. This singing number uh, between the prince and Roe or Barbie is the two of them sort of in their head singing about the other person. So it's like the prince in his head. He's like, oh, she's so beautiful. I love her so much. She's like, blah, blah, blah. Roe's like, oh, he's a new guy. The, The thing about it is, is that because it's because it's what they think about the other person. Their mouths don't move. It's so funny. so so so. What happens is this entire musical number. It's the two of them doing these big dances and twirls and climbing on stuff and jumping around, but their mouths are like sewn shut. Like and and then they'll, they'll just longingly look at each other and gesture widely and dramatically with their hands, and it's just silence the entire time <laughs> so weird they're it's literally like you just see like a homeless man dancing on the street it's same yeah. energy same fucking it's, energy i if, hey if that guy got uh got a uh, got a shower a shave and a new pair of clothes same thing same goddamn thing so we go to the next day the song ends and prince antonio docks on his homeland a bird lands on the boat that Ro is able to communicate with. She's an animal girl. And Ro sees other people like her, humans, in this new land. She really likes it. Prince gets off the boat to talk to some guy named Gerard, who's packing up his bag. Azul says things, and people stare, because, you know, they hear a peacock just making noise. I don't know what this, what sound a peacock makes. And they all enter the carriage, and they go off. We go to the castle now, and it's oh just- no, 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 no! You cannot get past this. We, I gotta, we gotta sow the seeds for the listeners here. So, obviously, the prince is like down for Barbie. Like mm-hmm. he is a hundred percent sold. He's like Barbie. This is that. She's it. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yo, the I, the, I know the peacock's currently in the carriage, but like, 
what about you and I getting the carriage, you know? It was right in style. And she's like, okay. And then much like the asshole friend of the person you're trying to like talk to at the club, Tika just sort of jumps in front of and just be like, mm, I don't think so. Actually, we're Damn leaving. It, you stole my joke, you motherfucker. <laughs> I had that written in to describe her late. That's literally her character. She's like, mm, I don't think so. And then she forces Barbie to just sit on Tika and ride to the castle. Tika, this is where you kind of begin to see, oh, Tika's, gonna, Tika's that friend at the bar. Yeah. She sucks. It's, it's, she, she's awful. We'll get into her more later. So the castle is poorly rendered glory. Antonio gets off the carriage to see his three creepy ass sisters. Ro introduces herself and her animals. Antonio is like, I can't wait for you to meet my parents. And I'm like, it's a little early. Y'all met like <laughs> earlier this day. I know it's been I know it's been two days, but you're gonna love my mom and dad. So inside the castle, we see a king and a queen talk. The queen is holding a monkey for some reason, and the two argue about their son. Not sure about what, but you know, hey, here we are. So Antonio enters and says hello to his parents and Tallulah, the monkey. Antonio introduces Ro as someone special, and she's not there. Her friends enter, and the queen calls him, Oh, look at these pets. And Ro finally enters and finally gets introduced to the parents. And Ro is like, oh, look, I wasn't alone on the island. I had my friends, the animals. And the queen just continues to call them pets. If you think it's setting anything up, then, you know, the queen will make some big, you know, 180 on the animals. She won't. She won't. <laughs> she's, she's just, she's one of those old relatives where you just got to turn to your SO and just be like, they're from a different time. Like it's it was it was different back then. It's 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 not worth not worth trying. Just it's it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah. So then Azul, the peacock, talks to Tallulah, and Ro understands the monkey. And the parents think Ro is just fucking crazy, and then walk away. Antonio's like, no, no, no. But listen, she can really talk to animals. Like that's that's amazing. And the king is like. That's nice, son. Here's your new bride, Princess Luciana. And Antonio and Ro are both like, um, what the fuck? Arranged marriages. They're the real bad guy in this movie. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly. It's, it's, you know what? I feel like, I feel like that would be, that was Mattel's thought process when they were making this movie. They're like, arranged marriages are super bad. No, you want to know <laughs> what their thought process was making this movie? How the fuck can we sell more toys? Not, That's you know what yeah that is that is true. Not like ooh I wonder what social commentary I can make on the, the, on the, the state the, of arranged marriages here in the West. I just thought yeah they're like they're like quarter three was rough so we gotta we gotta recuperate somehow. <laughs> uh, then the mother then we see Luciano's mother come down, and just based off of the music we hear that Queen Ariana she's going to be the bad guy. Big shocker. So uh, Queen Ariana is like, it's a pleasure to meet my future son-in-law. Everyone will be gathered here for the engagement ball tomorrow. And Ro overhears this and is sad and runs away. Go outside. Ro talks to her friends. Antonio chases after her. He tells her that he had no idea. Ro wants to go back to her island, but Antonio wants her to stay. The animals can stay at the royal stable, and Ro says she'll stay with her family, the animals. And we go to the royal stable where Rose scratches a pig's back and all the other animals are in shock because 
Roe can understand them. We got two pigs and a horse. Azula's like, oh, this is not my standards. Take me to a nice tree. But there's a royal greenhouse that they decide to go to. Second movie we've had with a greenhouse as like a focal point. That's, that's, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's odd that we have two. It's odd that we have two where the where a greenhouse is a focal point in the movie. It's and so hot off the heels of one another too. Mm-hmm. Like it's like if it was like way back when when we were doing like I don't know when we were doing what was that a night to dismember? Then you'd be like, oh okay, that's you know bound to happen in between. But mm-hmm. nope, hot one after the other, huh? Mm-hmm. And specifically Barbie too. That's intriguing. Yeah, yeah. Who does that? Trying to sell more toys, I just assume. We go back to the castle now. <laughs> Antonio tells his parents he can't marry Princess Luciano. The parents don't understand. Antonio says there's someone else, and the parents see that he means Roe and spouts the same. He spouts the same. Oh, she's not like other girls. Shit that he's done before. <laughs> The king says it's time for Antonio to settle down and he must only marry a princess. I'm sure that'll come back. Go to the royal greenhouse. All the animals and Roe enters and they look around. Roe gives flowers some water. Cool. That night at the castle. Princess Luciano talks to her mother, Queen Ariana. Princess Luciano knows that Antonio likes the island girl. She's just trying to make it. The queen is like, it's not about love. I didn't love your father when I married him. It's that typical, you know, <laughs> boomer mom. I hate my husband shit. It's instead of, you know what? It Instead of the, they're, the, this is how Barbie turns it all on its head. Instead of the wife bad jokes, they're making the husband bad jokes. Eh? Mm, making, a, yeah, making, a big culture, making a big cultural statement in. Barbie yeah, is absolutely. the princess. Absolutely. It's and really turning, really, really turning, turning it on its head. Still, still played out beating a dead horse, but ooh, it's got a it's got a different coat of paint on, huh? It was 2007. Let's be real here. This was this was pushing boundaries a little bit, I think. That is, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. In 2007, they were like, they were like, what if the women were able to complain instead of just the guys? And of course, the queen breaks out into a song and dance, and Princess Luciana sings as well. The queen is like, don't read books. They give you thoughts. And Princess Luciana is like, yes. (laughs) Wild statement. Wild statement. We don't need a thinker on our hands. We're really pushing grounds here. (laughs) One step forward, five five steps back. It's so then Luciana leaves. Ariana sings about killing her last husband and treason, and she has pet rats. And her goal of finding the oldest king she could so he would die sooner because of a heart condition, and her plot to take over the kingdom, and they'll all pay. Gosh darn it! It's it really dark, just for like two minutes. It's it is uh, it is. It's very funny because this is the one where I legitimately stepped back and I was like, wow, okay, the movie's taking a little bit of a turn because I watched three freaking Barbie movies up to this point. Mm-hmm. Most of these Barbie movies, the villain is like, wah, 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 basic human rights thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I find it not cool. And then the and then Barbie's like, it is cool though. And they beat the villain. Mm-hmm. It's weird when the villain's like, you know what I crave? Killing. 
you're like, all right, wow, it's a, it's a different, different, different vibe we're going off of, huh? Yeah, it's, I don't know, it, it, it kind of feels like the movie is just kind of going, like it was starting off as like, oh, a G movie, then it like went PG, I guess, with this, and it just kind of wants to keep going in that direction to where like, at the end, we'll turn to like an NC-17 grindhouse movie where <laughs> Roe has a shotgun for a leg and then fucking shoots, Prince, shoots Queen That's- Ariana and then runs <laughs> off to, you know. I don't fucking know. Live life out in the desert with her animal friends. That's brutal. That that'd be that, damn that. When man in tw- in twenty nine ninety nine when the Barbie IP runs out, like oh my god, can't wait for have that a field movie. day. And in the year three thousand, as we're both over a hundred years old, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, time for this. So at the greenhouse, Ro wakes up uh, Tika, who just wants to go home. Ro wants to find the humans that she belongs to, but, you know, at least all of her friends are together. Then Antonio arrives and asks Ro to join him for him and his parents for some tea. We go to a tea party by the ocean. Queen Ariana monologues about the castle to the king and the queen. Queen Ariana brags about her daughter and Ro just sits there and tries to drink hot tea. But Princess Luciana, she's cool. She tries to show Ro how to drink tea. We we like her. Then Queen Ariana gives very, you know, passive-aggressive remarks to Roe. And then Queen, uh, Queen Ariana just tries to live through her daughter. And then Ariana trips the butler, and the butler accidentally throws pastries on Roe. And Roe runs off. Antonio tries to give chase, but he gets stopped. Bitch. That's <laughs> ho. In the greenhouse, Roe talks to the plants. No, that's not her superpower. And Roe breaks it's, out again. Into it's, 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 it's just the Ambilify wearing off. Listen, listen, this isn't Barbie Thumbelina, you know, that this is you're you're, you're getting your movies confused, Ro. You, t- take your take your pills. You're going to be fine. <laughs> it's, I like the idea that she she wakes up. She's like, oh, am I still in Apollonia? And like the psychiatrist is like, no, sweetie, you're in Baltimore. <laughs> like, take your pills. Go, it'll all be OK. I mean, if I one day woke up and I was in Baltimore, I'd. I'd probably want to take some pills too, if I'm being honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, you'd be like, you know what? <laughs> Apollonia seems a lot cooler and less dangerous. So, so uh, yeah, Ro breaks out into a song and dance and sings towards the flowers, and the monkey overhears this and heads towards the greenhouse. And this song is about how everything she wants is right here in this greenhouse. But the monkey interrupts Ro's singing. Ro offers her some fruit. The monkey talks about being a monkey before being part of the royal family, and she's forgotten how to climb trees. And Ro was like, don't worry, I'll teach you. And we kind of jump around a little bit here. At the castle, Antonio talks to Princess Luciano. Antonio misses the high season adventure. At the stable, Queen Ariana and the king look at the pigs, and some mud gets on Queen Ariana's dress, and she's got to go clean up. We go over to a well that Queen Ariana just so happened to find. She's cleaning herself up. Antonio walks over to the king and he remarks like, hey, how did Queen Ariana know where the well is despite never being here? Interesting. Then they overhear the monkey being a monkey and swinging around in the trees. And they also look over and see Ro swinging in the trees with her. (laughs) The Abilify jokes are going to wear off at some point. It's, they're just like, hey, they're right themselves at this point. Come on, she's swinging on the trees with the monkey, talking to the monkey. Like, come on. I, I mean, listen, I, like, let's be real here. If you saw a woman just swinging on some trees and 
on vines and shit, like just pretending to talk to a monkey, you'd be interested. You'd be you're like, okay, what what's going on with you? I want to know yeah. more. Not in like a not in like a hey, let's get to know each other, but more in like a I'm intrigued. Let me do a case study here. What's <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah, you're like you're like uh, tell me more. Tell me more about this. So the king uh, and Antonio sees this and king is like, yeah, no, that that's that's not going to happen. We go over to the fountain now. The younger sisters put a tiara on Tika, the elephant. You know, they want to take Tika to the ball. It's all, you know, nice. See, and, you know, Azul and Saggy swing by. Tika says she's dressed up for the ball. And, you know, they learn what the ball is. Go back to the greenhouse. The animals tell Ro about the ball. Ro doesn't want to go because she'd be embarrassed by the family. But the animals convince her to go because it'll be, you know, fun and shit. We go to some bedroom, I guess. And Ro is getting ready for the ball. The monkey and Soggy are arguing what Ro should wear to the ball in the form of song and dance. And she's like, look, I just want to look my best. I can't be underdressed. Let me just fucking airplane spin and see what I can see what looks good. (laughs) She just closes her eyes and just spins around until her hand hits a dress. And she's like, there we go. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is the makeover scene. Uh, She uh, ends up finding an outfit for the big ball, something Michael Flaherty knows nothing about. And now she's all dressed, ready to go. It's the, the singular? Singular? It's, it's, I, buddy, I think you may have cancer. Like, it's. Nah, man, I got three. So later that night. <laughs> no, Michael, Michael. I, I, I took a trip to Chernobyl and I turned out fine. No, Michael Flaherty moves around like, uh, like that one episode of South Park. Uh, you know, just sitting on his balls, just hopping around. That sounds awesome. That's how you kidding me. If I could, <laughs> you know, don't lie that if you had, if you woke up like the next day and you had balls like that, that you wouldn't just kind of giggle to yourself and hop down the street. <laughs> hey, babe, watch this. Yeah, exactly. It's just, you're just hopping over to the weed man, just being like, hey, man, let me get, let me get something. Sorry, we got to get back to the island princess. So later that night, the castle ballroom, people dance and are dressed up super fancy like, you know, a bunch of NPCs existing. Antonio and Princess Luciana dance and talk about their interests, of which they share absolutely none. But Queen Ariana compliments the couple, but Antonio dismisses himself. And, you know, he goes off to dance with his sisters, you know, being a cool older brother. But then Roe arrives wearing her super nice i'm using quotation marks here dress and antonio it's, is smitten it's all right time Tell for the time time for the project one runway fashion hour on the mess of a midnight podcast we're both tim gunn and we're both going to complain about this dress she looks like a fucking peacock and not in the prince Uzul. there's an inspiration behind the page she looks like a goddamn peacock it's literally just like a cyan dress and like you went over to the zoo and like plucked like five feathers <laughs> she, and you're like right yeah do. yeah she's do. like she's, she's like mm, yeah this is good it's like putting five ornaments on a tree that's half dead you're like ah you're like mm. done and done and you're like, i'm not sure it feels a little barren but okay it's it's so weird. It's so awkward. There's no, it does not even, it doesn't match any of the other like 
dresses around. And I know that's the point. She's supposed to stand out. But Mike, she's not like other girls. Why can't she's, you get this through your skull, man? This is the same energy as going to the prom, but instead of wearing a sh- like like a suit and a suit jacket, you wear that one shirt that has the suit on it. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's yeah, got the end. No, fuck you. I dress well. <laughs> it's, no, I was like, no. Are you kidding me? I want to freaking. Oh no, absolutely not. No, no guys, Michael those, Flaherty wore a Hawaiian shirt to prom, and I was hot doing it. <laughs> no, but yeah. Oh my god, it is so hideous. Yeah, this is so again. Hideous. This is also coming from the guy who is currently wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I'm like, girl, your dress is confusing. It feels like Jaden Smith designed it or some shit. Like, figure your shit out. <laughs> I just like Jaden Smith is sitting there, like, doing the alteration. He's like, man, I'm the next Tupac. <laughs> You're like, sure. You're like, sure, sure, you fucking wannabe. All right, come on. Get to doing the alterations. So Antonio asks Ro to dance, but Ro is nervous because she doesn't know what she's doing. But, you know, she fought Gators, so fuck it. So Antonio and Ro dance while Queen Ariana gives them some bombastic side eye to the happy couple. And the animals watch from outside and are just so happy for Ro. But Sagi, he spots a, a flower that, or a flag that has a flower on it. He's like, that looks familiar. We go back inside the ballroom. The king and queen remark on Ro's ball gown. She looks very nice. Queen Ariana is like, yo, we still got a deal. You know, let's move up the wedding day. You know, no more distractions. But Antonio tells Ro he wants to stay with her. And Ro says she shouldn't have come. And she just goes to leave, walks out of the ballroom. Antonio is sad. Later, outside the ballroom, Ro talks to Saggy. Ro doesn't remember her past. Saggy mentions the flag. There was a similar flag on Ro's person when she washed ashore all those years ago. Ro goes over to this carriage that's carrying the flag and asks the horse, hey, where's the flag from? As apparently, it's from Palladia. And the Duke and Duchess who were brought tonight, they only had three sons, no daughters. Ro is sad. Damn. Um, I wonder if that's going to come back up. Do do you think that's going to come back? Hint, it will. These movies are the equivalent of like, uh, of T-Ball. It's like, it's like, all right, we're going to place this right here and you're going to hit it. You know, no, you got to come over here, sit, stand on the base. You you got to hit it. It's like Dora the Explorer. Like you just see it. They're like, do you think that it's going to come back into play? And you're like, I think it will. (laughs) It'd be weird if it didn't. (laughs) It's. You know what? At this with this podcast, that's a possibility. <laughs> with some of the shit we've seen, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So back inside the ballroom, Antonio was summoned by the king. Antonio will be marrying Princess Luciana in two days. The king says he has to marry her. No further discussion. And Antonio is like, you know what? I'm no longer prince. Fuck you. There's no other way. And walks out. Back at the greenhouse, Antonio enters, calling out for Roe. Antonio leaves Roe a note telling her to sail away with him tonight to meet him at the Rose Garden. But Tika overhears this and Tika takes notice like he's not sailing anywhere with my Roe. Now let's talk about Tika. Like you stole my joke that I was going to do. And I'm going to you know, I'm going to say it anyways. Fuck you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you go out to a bar. You see a girl and you're like, hey. 
She looks pretty. She's out with some friends. She's probably single. Let me go talk to her. So you go over to her. You start to say hello. And her other friend fucking football intercepts you and is like, nope, she's not interested. Get the fuck away, you creep. That's Tika as a character. It's and she sucks. And this is the point in the movie where it's like the friend was like, oh, he seemed really nice, actually. And I, I gave my number and, you know, I hope he texts. And you're like, yeah, yeah. And then she gets the night goes on, drinks, gives her friend her phone. And she's like, I'm going to go on the dance for a little bit. Make sure make sure my phone doesn't like get taken. She's like, sure. And then she sees the text and she just clicks delete. Mm. <laughs> that's the energy and you're just like oh cool you're an asshole now huh like it's the real villain were the friends that we made along the way you know tika is kind of like the movie the roommate that we covered on this podcast a little yes while ago. oh my god yes it's like tika wants ro to be happy but only with her and like if she finds a man you know what? no fuck him oh you just need us that's it Absolutely, it's we are family. I got all only my sisters and me. Yeah, Tika fucking sucks. Does she? She has some development later. We'll get to that. Maybe I don't fucking know. It was all right. It, development's it's, a strong word. Development's a strong word. More like her friends don't scream at her, and she goes, "Oh, cool." So back in Queen Ariana's room, she monologues some more. She talks to her pet rats. Uh, she tells them to pay a visit to every animal in the kingdom and put a powder in their food. No, it's not the drug that Mike was talking about. So they sleep and the island girl gets blamed. <laughs> and by the it's way, it's a pillow fire. They all wake up in the same padded cell. And they're like, <gasps> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, by the way, this whole thing is told in the form of song. So the rats agree. So they go around and poison the food of the animals in the kingdom. And they the rats sing about their... Love of cheese, old ratatouille looking so, head ass. Which, which is which is so weird when they're saying about when they're when they're in the process of drugging people and just like you know all around committing crimes. decently heinous crimes, and they're just like and they're like boy, you know what really would brighten the mood or really sing to our us as characters, our love of some some Swiss cheese. It's dude. I mean, have you ever had some like really good cheese? Dude, it'll it'll yeah, it makes you want to break out in song. I had some I had some gouda, some like imported gouda. My god, man. That was shit fucking good. snacks. It's it slaps. It is some good stuff. We gotta figure out a way to infuse cheese into some of our drinks, you know. Cheese like a cheese and wine thing. No, yeah. Let's instead you know how they like fat wash mm-hmm. stuff? So they're like fat wash vodka or like tequila with chorizo or something like that. Mm-hmm. Instead of fat washing, let's just cut up a bunch of cheese and put it into vodka. <laughs> and just let it just sit there. Exactly. <laughs> just just say fuck it. Why not? So we go back to the rose garden. Antonio waits for Roe. She doesn't show. Antonio is sad and walks away. We go to the stable. Pigs sleep. Ro goes to check on them. The bird from uh, when they arrived on the island says that she saw some rats putting something in their food. And Ro and the animals wonder why they would do that. Ro then says, you know, they need to make Ro's tonic water to wake them up. And they have island roses in the greenhouse. Ro's like, okay, I'm going to go ask the prince. Tika looks like she knows something. Fucking bitch. (laughs) Boo Tika. Boo Tika. Wasn't we said Drosselmont like uh from 
Barbie and the Nutcracker where Drosselmeyer just walks around. Oh, and just yes. <laughs> we, just, we just need him to follow yeah. Tika around. Just boo. <laughs> Even Tika's just, I love the idea. Tika wakes up and she's like, hmm, what a beautiful day. And Drosselmeyer's in the, in the bushes like, Oh, she's awake. She's awake. Oh, perfect. You suck. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Background. <laughs> this time, he, this time it would feel justified though. Cause you know, Tika sucks. Yeah. So in the Royal hall, the queen shows the king that the monkey won't wake up. Something's wrong. In a hallway, we see Amish Ben Franklin again when he gets intercepted by queen Ariana. So Amish Ben Franklin is doing research on what could have caused this. But Queen Ariana says, could it be wild animals from the South Sea? You know, the elephant, the peacock, and the red panda from that one island? Of course it is. <laughs> it's, that, it's that sweet, sweet island that borders Kentucky, Ohio, Idaho, and Maine. <laughs> That sweet, sweet island. So outside the castle, Ro tells a butler that, you know, she, she can fix the problem, but the butler just shoes her off. In the royal hall, Ben Franklin tells the king about how the animals Ro brought has caused the other animals to fall asleep. So Ben Franklin's like, I don't have a cure. The queen says the sleeping animals could starve to death. Yeah, we're introducing death in a Barbie movie. <laughs> Are you mass surprised? Death. <laughs> just as mass mass killings who would have thought and terrorism if you really think about it and that is you know what you know what it's this is like the 1600s version of terrorism so i mean yeah dude i mean truth be told truth be told sorry i had to I had to get a sip of my water there you had to you had to hydrate dude you gotta hydrate because you know being on an island you know not a whole lot of it's water. All, I, don't, I don't fucking know. There's a, there's a lack of water uh, on islands. Lack of drinkable water. Uh, drinkable. There we go. There we go. Drinkable. Yeah. So in the prison, Ro, Ro and her animals, they're in jail. Azul monologues about things. They're prisoners. Ro tells a guard that she wants to talk to Antonio, but the guard blames Ro's animals for everything. Azul eats the poison food and he goes to sleep due to, you know, the rats poisoning the food. And out at the royal... Patio. I don't fucking know. Everything in this movie could be called royal. <laughs> Antonio Antonio confronts his dad for putting Roe in the prison. Antonio In the royal in, prison. In the royal prison. Sorry. <laughs> Please forgive me, guys. <laughs> Antonio defends Roe. He wants Roe to return to her island. The king says he will, but he but the prince must marry Princess Luciana. And after thinking, Antonio says, Okay. In Queen Ariana's room. Princess Luciana talks to the queen. Uh, the queen just wants her to be royal not and not happy. Boo. In the prison, Roe and the animals are told they will be sent home via boat. We go out to the docks now. Queen Ariana watches Roe and the animals get loaded up. Queen Ariana stops the guard and asks him to do something, then shakes a bag of that sleeping herb. Go on the boat. Roe and the animals talk about, you know, oh, who could have done this? They say they need to get back to the greenhouse. And Roe says she can save the animals. But then Tika finally breaks down crying and admits that she hid the prince's note because she didn't want Roe to leave the animals. Boo. 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 You know, it would have been great if Drosselmeyer just sits there. And, like, it's just like a sailor in the crow's nest. And you just see him and he just like, takes off his hat and takes off his like coat and it's Drosselmeyer and he's just like boo you suck 
as they're all like trying to forgive Tika. It's like, you should well, it, feel bad. Well, it's like, Ro doesn't hate Tika. And, you know, of course, this breaks out into a song, which we haven't had in a while. And she sings about finding a new person and how falling in love, it just means your circle has grown. Something, you know, Tika could have learned that a little bit sooner. <laughs> For God's sakes. Uh, so, yeah, just Ro and Tika are just kind of like cool now. And when the song ends, they decide they need to get back to the castle. Row and the animals, they untie like an extra boat, and then the boat they're on turns, and then Row and the animals get knocked into the ocean water. Oh no, they're drowning in poorly rendered water. This triggers a flashback to when Row was a kid. She hears her full name, Rosella. Rosella. I don't I don't fucking know how to pronounce it. It's Rosella. Fucking look it up. In modern day. Everyone is still everyone is still drowning, but Tika's gonna die. She's not gonna make it. She's almost gonna go underwater. I'm clapping, just cheering on yeah, for that water. Just woo. <laughs> and then Ro calls out to the dolphins, and they come swimming up in the distance and they lift a fucking elephant. <laughs> These dolphins are freaking strong. They did not skip back day or whatever the equivalent of leg day is for them. My lord. Dog, who do you who do you think who do you think is str- like pound for pound stronger, the dolphins in this movie or the fairies in the Latin uh, the Barbie Thumbelina movie? Oh, fairies got the pound for pound. Fairies got the freaking pound for pound. They were able to pull off a tire on a freaking excavator. That's that's impressive. That is impressive. The Hell dolphins yeah. being able to lift up an elephant is like that's. Highly improbable, but like, you know, weight class, you're like, that's a like 300 pounds more. Not like, not like over two tons more. So the next morning, Ro and the animals are brought back to Antonio's kingdom. Ro remembers a lot or enough to remember her family. They're going to go off and, you know, make the tonic for the animals outside the castle. The same flag from before arrives on a carriage. A woman in green exits the carriage, picks up a bird and then sends it off flying. This woman in green is entering the ballroom for the royal wedding. I feel like I haven't said royal enough in this podcast. So in, in Queen Ariana's room, her and Princess Luciana are getting ready. Queen Ariana uh, enforces an eating disorder onto her own child, not allowing her to eat on her wedding day. That's that's that's, that's a wild thing that I, that is actual that actually occurs in the story. She is like she's like. She's like, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad taste to eat on your wedding day. <laughs> and her poor daughter's like, well, you know the best, you know best, mom. So she just rolls with it. I'm like, damn, that is, man, that kid is going to have some freaking trauma. And therapy's not a thing until like the 1980s. So, ooh. Listen, that's how you raise a, a normal, well-adjusted child who has a, who has a very good relationship with food. Absolutely, absolutely. It's just being like, just being like, you're not as pretty when you eat. Like that's such a sane, hinged, and grounded thing to say to a child. You know, we're not we're not a you know parenting podcast, but I feel like I feel like some of this stuff is just kind of like a given. You know? Yeah. They, you know what? I I gotta say, shouts out to the Island Princess for going whole hog on making the villain really shitty. Because it's a lot of murder, terrorism, and just just mentally fucking up your kid. Dude, I mean, like, this villain, I think it's better than Tim Curry. In, in the, Definitely the more evil. Yeah, way Definitely more evil. More evil. <laughs> yeah. 
but Tim Curry's Tim Curry. I just want to make that abundantly clear. Oh yeah. With, with Prince with Prince Antonio. He's getting ready. Amish Ben Franklin comes up, gets told that Roe left last night, and Antonio, he's not happy. Outside in the greenhouse, Queen Ariana puts the sleeping powder on the wedding cake. She monologues evilly. She's going to make everyone sleep so she can take over the kingdom. But the bird from earlier saw this happen. What's going to happen? You already know what's going to happen. You know how this movie's going to end. It's going to be no fucking surprise. At the wedding, Antonio stands to get married. Princess Luciana gets walked down the aisle by her mother, who scolds her some more, literally on her wedding day. Back to the green. Wild. Wild. This, I'm telling you, this kid is going to be fucked up. Dude, I mean, she seems fine now, but give it like, you know, five to ten years and, oh, buddy, God, <laughs> God bless. Godspeed. Godspeed. Back at the greenhouse, Roe and friends enter and see the wedding cake. They remember, the wedding, it's today. Roe starts making the tonic with his sorted things around, but the bird arrives and tells Roe that she saw Ariana sprinkle the sunset sleeping herb, that's what it was, on the cake. And they got to finish the Rose tonic whatever before it's too late. <sighs> Back at the wedding, Antonio stands there looking at his bride to be just, he's absolutely thrilled. That's the exact <laughs> face, that's the exact face <laughs> you want to see on your future husband on your wedding day. <laughs> It's, it's the face of face of a kid that got promised McDonald's, but when he gets but but when he gets home, it's peas and carrots. He's like, he's like, mm, yup, this is this is what I craved. That's yep. the face, that's the face of a of a fucking seven year old who got gloves for Christmas. Absolutely, he wakes he wakes up for Christmas and he's like, "Oh boy, I wonder what Santa got me." And then he actually just got coal. And the and the parrot was like, "You should have been better." I mean, hey, that's discipline, kids. So anyway, back back in the greenhouse, Roe gets spotted by the guards who take her and her friends. She passes the tonic off to Sang to Sangi Sang Sangi. However the fuck I pronounced his name, Saji Saji. That one to the monkey. Tika fucking mercs a guard by tackling him to the ground. You know, Saji's a an elephant just tackles a guard and like, doesn't kill him. It just doesn't stop him to death. Listen, that like if that happened in real life, that, that person would be fucking dead. Like yeah, he wouldn't be able to go like, oh no, ooh, my scapula. No, he would just be he would just you would just it would just be one foot on his back and he'd see Jesus. <laughs> so then at the wedding, the speak now or forever hold your peace line, Lintika and Saji enter, interrupting the wedding. Uh, Saji run past the ceremony, Tika motions towards outside. We go to the greenhouse. Antonio arrives and tells the guards to release Roe at once. Antonio goes, you know, check on her. But inside, Sagi gives the rose tonic to the monkey. Back in the greenhouse, the king and the queen and Queen Ariana come out. And Queen Ariana scolds Roe. And Roe says that she can make a healing tonic. But Queen Ariana is like, oh, what the fuck? But then the monkey comes out just fine. And the queen is like, well, you know, maybe there's something to what Roe is saying. But then it's revealed that Ariana put the food, put the herb in the food. And she put the sunset herb in the wedding cake as well. The queen Ariana is like, that's crazy. But Roe is like, all right, try some of this cake then. And so Ariel, oh. dude, that's just a baller move, <laughs> dude. Yeah, she just heat checks her. She's like, she's like, oh really? Oh really? I'm full of shit. Go ahead, eat up. 
So Ariana's about to eat it, but then asks if Roe put something in the cake. Then Luciana is like, wait a second, I was told not to eat anything. And then the rats from earlier fall asleep because they ate some of the cake because they're fat asses, because their parents didn't bully them enough. <laughs> it's <not fucking> dark. <laughs> damn, damn. Now you, queen, you just see Queen Ariana just scolding the rats when they try and eat the cheese. She's like, she's like, you want to be pretty and thin, don't you? And they're like, and they're just crying. So they're like, yeah. Listen, man, I want to be pretty and thin, damn it. <laughs> the rats are like, ah, as they're putting the cheese down. So Queen Ariana, she starts to run off. Rowan and Antonio give chase, but then Queen Ariana gets on her carriage. We get a fucking chase scene in a Barbie movie. Hell yeah. Sure. So Antonio hops on uh, Ariana's carriage. Roe rides on top of Tika and we get, you know, a chase scene. Queen Ariana knocks a princess over the bridge and Antonio feels the need to get off the carriage and go save her. But then Roe and Tika give chase still. Roe grabs a branch and uses it at a, as a spear and fucking kills Queen Ariana. No, she doesn't. <laughs> he just, it just goes through her throat and she just falls over. Dude, turns into fucking 300. And so it's I just like the idea that you just see like Barbie in the Island Princess. It's rated NC-17 and up to this point it's a G movie. And then Barbie just goes full like like something out of a Cannibal Corpse song. She just starts like just ripping people's like jaws out and goes nuts. Dude, I mean, that's an idea for a movie. It's literally like make the whole thing like just a G rated like animated film. But then in like the last 10 minutes make it the most grotesque disgusting <laughs> fucking shit you've ever seen <laughs> in your life honestly that'd be great that would be that would, that'd be funny i mean i have an idea <clears throat> really, co- copyright, copyright copyright trademark trademark so no she doesn't do that she actually tosses it in the wheel of the carriage and queen ariana lands in the stable with a pig slop we go back outside the castle the king and queen apologize to roe Antonio comes out, looks at Roe, and Princess Luciana tells Antonio, like, look, I get it. I understand. One day, I hope that I will find someone that looks at her the same way you look at Roe. Antonio asks Roe to marry her, and Roe says yes. And Antonio tells his parents, look, no more of this bullshit about me not marrying a princess. And then also Roe tells her family that her real name is Rosala. But remember that woman in green that we talked about earlier? She overhears this and says that she had a daughter named Rosala. And Rosalie sings a song that this woman recognizes and are you really fucking surprised at all that they are mother and daughter? It's just so happy. You see. Oh, yeah. They just they just sit there and they're just like this freaking co-winky dink that they're both at this that this function and that their first thing to do is just sing at each other and then hold hands and kumbaya and then they're just right and then happily ever after dude it's just so happy it just makes me want to drive into oncoming traffic isn't it so sweet (laughs) makes me want to cry as i'm eating eating cake at a wedding dude it makes me want to cry into a jar of ravioli (laughs) i just you're cracking open a fresh can of chef boyardee and just tears are streaming down your face Listen, man, you don't know sad until you've had to eat a, your last can of ravioli in your underwear on a Friday night, illuminated by the TV, just sitting in your living room without a fucking couch or anywhere to sit. You're just sitting on the floor. Sorry, what are you talking about? That's what you. Yeah, that's a vibe where you just sit there and just, just like 
just like quietly walk over to a drawer in your bed bedroom and just pull it out and it's just a pistol and you're just like look at it for like five minutes and then you close the drawer and go back and sit down on the couch <laughs> so yeah Ro found her mother and Ro is a princess big surprise yeah mother and daughter sing a song together later at an outdoor wedding Ro gets walked down the aisle by her mother and you know she's the one that marries the prince princess luciana you know sings a song watching her former future husband get married i don't know maybe she gets into cuckoldry later in life we don't know and the animals <laughs> she's are just- a, she's a, she gets into into being a swinger <laughs> So yeah, the animals are just so happy to see Ro happy. And then Ro and Antonia ride off in a carriage towards a boat, off on their own adventures. The animals join them and everyone continues to sing. And it's a real happy ending. And guys, that's the movie. It's so sweet. It's just hurting my fucking teeth. Mike, got anything else you want to say? (laughs) This movie is the meddest of the movies. That being said, contextually speaking, the villain... Super hardcore. Oh, yeah. The villain is about that life. Um, Tika's the worst character, though. You know what? For a character that commits domestic terrorism, poisons people, ch- tries to commit mass killings, followed by a followed by just, you know, just regular old killings, uh, tries to flee, flee arrest. She's not the least likable one. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the damn elephant. That's the least likable character. The damn elephant that just wants to keep Ro all to herself. She's not interested. Jinx. We're actually leaving. This song sucks. You're like, okay, all right. It's, you could just say no. Yeah, but Mike, where do you rate this? Or where do you put this in your movie watching marathon? It's gotta be movie. It's it's hard, movie, right? M- movie two, maybe because sober, because sober. This movie isn't funny enough to get you drunk. Like Thumb- Barbie Thumbelino, that feels like more of like the movie one for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's maybe it's a movie three. Maybe this is a movie three because like the Nutcracker, it's got silly enough moments where you're like, oh, uh, no, no, there you go. Nutcracker because it's because there's actually like solid like plot relative as, as to the other three one, as, as movie number one yeah exactly okay. then Thumble then Barbie Thumbelina number two because it's bad enough to where you can laugh at shit and then Island Princess as number three because there's not a whole lot that jumps out outside of Tika's irritating mm-hmm. yeah and the and the villain is weirdly weirdly hardcore yeah. And to be honest, dude, I don't know if I would include this in your drinking marathon simply because of the fact it's so average. Like, Mm -hmm. again, if I had to pick one, I don't know. There's some type of plot here. So maybe it could be like a like a two or like or again, like you said, like a three in that area. But like, again, you could live without seeing this movie, not because it's bad, Mm. but this movie faces the problem of just being too average yeah that's it's that is its ultimate undoing is the fact that it's so it's so there Mm -hmm. it's so so there yeah but guys that does that does it for barbie as the island princess thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the messed up at midnight podcast go follow us on instagram twitter youtube you guys know the deal and stay up to date with what we got going on 
Mike, do you have anything you want to leave the people with? Um, get ready for get ready for these two these two Kens to uh, get it get their fair get their secretive fairy on in next week when we cover Barbie fairy secret. Oh boy, that's what absolutely cool fairies awesome glad look it's it's better than after we collided all right (laughs) listen a lot of things are better than after we collided (laughs) that's true that's true and it's more interesting than after we fell (laughs) all right guys we'll see y'all next week see you next week everybody